0: This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Um, not the post game show we were hoping to give you. Uh, a subpar effort in San Francisco. Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd, your local experts along for the ride on your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound on Locked on Browns. Pete, I guess we'll start with this. Um, Was this the worst performance we've seen of Baker Mayfield as an NFL quarterback?
1: Uh, Probably not, but says a couple things. I mean, he's had really bad games. Uh, A couple last year, Houston stands out. That was probably his worst. Um, But I mean, it's not good that there are enough of them where we're sitting there being able to parse between them. Having said that, um, you know, that defensive line the the, uh, 49ers have, uh, which was always going to be a big concern, is in fact very good and was you know, c- controlled the game. I mean, they had no answer uh, for that group. Um, and that's sort of the, I mean, that's sort of the, the tale of the game here. Is they, they, they couldn't block. Um, they they made some really confusing choices with how they blocked. And they turned over the ball. And you do that in on the road uh, in a game that was always going to be really difficult uh, because they had a bye week to prepare for you. And you were traveling, you know, three thousand miles west to go to this game, which is always difficult. Look no further than the last time the Browns did this, uh, with the the Raiders game, um, where the Browns had, you know, every reason to win that game. Uh, they were bet they were the better team. Um, the Raiders were a mess, uh, and and they couldn't do it. Uh, I mean, they should have. Ultimately, it came down to a poor coaching decision, but they. They turned over the ball too much and made too many mistakes and they ultimately lost that game. And that's, you know, they did the same things. They just happened to do it against a far better opponent in the 49ers.
0: Um, Here's what I'm going to go to Pete. Um, Look, last week um, they won the toss, elected to get the ball. It didn't work out this week. Again, they won the toss elected to get the ball. I mean, this is, Pete, this is ABCs. You defer. You just will take the ball in the second half. We'll see how the first half dictates things. That's look, I mean, I look, I love Freddie and I love his aggressive style of things, but stick to some of the ABCs of coaching, man. I mean, don't do this and, and let, let your defense kind of set the tone here because that's kind of what's been setting the tone here for the first four games up until tonight?
1: um, It certainly seems like uh, for better or, or worse in this, probably worse than this situation, it seems like Freddie listens to his players a lot on this type of stuff. Like, I mean, obviously we'll get to it, but it it felt like the choice to go for it there, as well as, you know, Odell Beckham, lobbying himself into the punt return. They gave them nothing
0: at that point, but go ahead.
1: If you know, I, I think that, um, I think that felt like to me that felt uh, a, a product of of being lobbied by players. Um, so you know, I I think the smarter choice probably is to kick the ball there and and let your defense come out. But you know, they they made the choice they did and. Uh, they moved the ball initially and then they ran into some issues, gave the ball back. And, you know, that part didn't matter. I mean, they, they, they moved the ball well enough. Uh, they had the, the 49ers on their own 17 yard line and the first play for scrimmage was mid three yard touchdown. I mean, pretty simple. I mean, you have to be able to stop that and they couldn't do it.
0: The trick play to start the game. Um, Look at great play. And I, understand it but i mean what's going on there i mean run nick a simple pass play for baker mayfield why are we going trick play out of the gate i mean it seems like you're getting and we went back to this last year where Dontrell Hilliard threw an interception keep it simple stupid um if you think you have a really good trick play why are you opening the game with it unless it's going to lead to a
1: touchdown well I mean, obviously, I think that, that was what they were hoping for, is that it would it would score a touchdown. Uh, and ultimately, it didn't hurt them. It moved the ball down the field and, and, and gave them a little jolt of energy, I guess. But then they stalled. Um, I, I do feel like they waited too long to try to really get Nick Chubb involved. It felt like he had one carry out of their first, like, seven or eight plays um, with, with the, what they were doing. Uh, but, I mean, again, y- you can't – put yourself in a position where you give up an A3 yard touchdown and then your, your next move is to immediately, you know, turn the ball over and that's not a play calling thing. That's entirely on uh, uh, Baker Mayfield test to not throw a pick there. And, you know, it, I, I don't know if that's entirely a Baker's fault or if that's one of the litany of er- mental errors that uh, Antonio Callaway had, because that's where the ball was attempting to go. But the bottom line is you you know, you gave every bit of momentum over to the 49ers uh, and you were immediately trying to sort of respond. And it, what makes the the whole game sort of galling in that respect is the fact that the Browns weren't out of it. I mean, they had every opportunity to sort of get back into it until uh, that dropped uh, pass right by the end zone, their second trip to the red zone that didn't produce anything, that completely flipped the game because not only did they not get a touchdown, they handed over uh, the ball and ultimately points to the 49ers.
0: Well, Callaway, I mean, and I go back to that route was very similar to the Jarvis Landry route against Tampa last year where Jarvis caught the ball a bit, about the one and a half and kind of rolled in. If Callaway caught the ball, he would have rolled on in. Um, But it's one thing to not catch it. It's another thing to smack it up in the air, which leads to the return. And look, maybe too much was put on Callaway's plate here. And look, I mean, I don't want to bash Callaway here so much, but it seems like a lot was going on there. But like, you know, maybe Callaway should have been on the side with Odell, and maybe it should have been Jarvis on that side. And let's not forget the couple of. Throws to Demetrius Harris. If you're going to go down, Pete, go down with. Go down with your gunslingers. I mean, I, I've seen enough of Demetrius Harris, Demetrius Harris to know I don't want to see
1: any more. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have harped on this. I expect we will continue to harp on this. Um, go down with your best eleven guys. Uh, beyond that. You know, after all the praising we did of a guy like Farrell Brown last week, he was just as ineffective this week. And Demetrius Harris has been awful. Like, he's genuinely been awful. And yet we are still trotting him out there and, and not in any seemingly any uh, hurry to, you know, Go elsewhere, like I. It, ben Watson. Ben Watson, but go ahead. I just, I, I'm sort of lost on that. We we just keep trotting out the same personnel groups and going, like, and people seem to love this idea. Well, twelve personnel, all personnel. They do all this stuff out of twelve personnel. Well, that's all they run. It's not very good. Like, and and you know the the idea that well they can't run anything else because they can't pass protect it. They don't pass protect it out of twelve personnel either. Nope. Um, it was just. Disaster and and the number of times, whether it was run or or some pass stuff, you ended up with a tight end on Nick Bosa. Solo blocking.
0: And he was even like he was on the
1: outside shoulder. It was like you knew
0: you knew what was gonna happen. Bosa was gonna beat him on the inside. It was so easily and obvious to see. And Callaway beat Sherman. And look, Sherman can talk all he wants. Richard Sherman was getting beat like a drum today, but the only reason he even looked effective is because this defensive line had their way.
1: Right. And and the other thing that just drove me insane was was that third and 3, I think it was, and they motioned Nick Chubb out into an empty formation. I just I can't tell you how much I hate that because it did exactly what it, what would you know what you think it would do, which is it tells the defense it's a pass. We can pin our ears back. We have this supremely talented defensive line. I don't even, we don't even have to account for Nick Chubb anymore. So we're going to go get the quarterback. And they sacked Baker Mayfield because he held onto the ball too long, rolled to the right, ultimately fumbled it, and turned the ball over. Like I, I just I don't think that puts you in position to be successful at this stage. It's just it's just not good. Like you know the the 49ers were just. Uh, better overall, and the Browns had opportunities to to, to take uh, control of this game and and put themselves in it, and they refused to. Turned over the ball, and this is what happens. But you know, I as 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 frustrating as the loss is, and so many of the things are with it. Antonio Callaway being a big part of it. Um, I, I just I'm not, you know looking at this and going, well, it's time to panic because the Browns played poorly uh, against a team that had a bye week to prepare, had, uh, you know, uh, the Browns coming off of a a road game against the Ravens. uh, In a situation, you know, everything was sort of set up for the 49ers to win this game. Um, And... You know the Browns come out of this and they lose and they're two and three, which is hardly the end of the world. Uh, and a, and a, you know I I ultimately ended up more annoyed at the fan base than I did did the did the team did the team because as bad as the team was it was one loss in a game they were always going to have a massive disadvantage in it doesn't matter that they put, I mean I'm not saying you have to say they didn't play poorly they did I mean they were bad uh, but. You know, if they come out and beat the Seahawks next week at home, nobody's going to care. And all of a sudden, it's going to be just like they didn't care. You know, the, the Browns go out and beat the Ravens the way they did. Nobody's sitting there going, well, they, they got they got destroyed by the Titans. I guess they can't be a good team anymore. And, like, the idea that we're now writing off, you know, umpteen games because they lost a game that set up for them to lose is just insane to me. Uh the, the the browns are 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 a very talented but very flawed football team and this is always set up where the first 6 to 7 games are going to be absolutely brutal and then they play no one for about 10 weeks absolutely no one the, and and you get the Bengals twice you get the freaking Miami Dolphins once you get the Steelers twice who are on their third quarterback uh and look completely hopeless Three of those games, the other team doesn't even want to win, let alone try to win. The Bengals in December, they may have fans in the game at that point. Uh, so it, it's you know, the, the, if the Browns had a really tough schedule, then they're not they're not a playoff team. Other than the fact that they could theoretically win the division, it's the fact that they the, the NFL is so bogged down with just garbage teams this year that that a lot of these teams are going to end up with weird. High win totals that don't really deserve that in a traditional year, but this is what has happened. You've got about five teams right now. We're all bottoming out at the exact same time, including one that just fired their head coach who was trying. And this is sort of what's left. And the Bronx, it was never about this year, it was always about next year. The Odell Beckham thing, Olivia Vernon, all those additions sort of upped the expectations, but the fact was. They were always going to have the holes they have. They have holes at safety. They have holes at offensive tackle. And based on what I've seen, I don't know how the hell anyone's arguing you paid the Marius Randall freaking top five to ten safety money because he has not looked remotely like a top five to ten safety. Uh, but this is the deal. And when the Browns start running off a bunch of game, wins in the second half, uh, you know they may not look like a great team while they're doing it, but the fact is. They have the schedule they do, and they're going to probably end up uh, playing postseason football just by virtue of that. My biggest concern is that the Browns are playing really good pass rushes, and Baker Mayfield is getting into bad habits in terms of how he deals with them. And he has to get out of this habit of holding onto the ball too long. He's got to get out of the habit of drifting out of clean pockets. And that is what you're seeing way too often. He does not trust his protection, uh, and tonight he had no reason to. Uh, he does not do well when guys start hitting him for the most part. It, he doesn't like quit or any of that stuff. It just tends to have him think he, he can bring it all back. He doesn't really reset himself and just get back to doing little things. And it's unfortunate because there were some drives where it looked like they could get some things going, and then they got bogged down. But the the bigger the lead got for the 49ers, it felt like the more pressing they did. So yep. that's the stuff that bothers me. I, I I don't I don't come out of this game thinking Jimmy is a good quarterback because he wasn't. The fact is the Browns got gouged on the run. Uh he gave up like a thousand yards rushing. Uh and that's what allowed them to be so successful offensively. And their pass rush absolutely killed the Browns. Like that it was really as simple as that. They got their ass kicked on both sides of the line. And that's what happened. You turn over the ball. Your quarterback gets pressured. Their quarterback doesn't as much, or they didn't even need to use him. And it's it's pretty easy to see how, how, how quickly this game got ugly. But it doesn't make me want to say, well, the Broncos are just bad at this point. Because they come back, and they bounce back, and they look good against the Seattle Seahawks. Everybody could go. Oh, the bronze are great again, and and it's it's a it's a frustrating roller coaster you sort of deal with from the fact that nobody seems to understand that's exactly who this team is.
0: Well, for me, um, look, I, I mean, it was the it was the red zone, and that was the worst part of it. And you take away Callaway's gaffe, whatever, um, but he shouldn't have been put in that position to begin with. Um, he hasn't been around for four weeks. That is frustrating. Um, but it, there's definitely – where is Odell? This is what you acquired him for. Look, offensively, look, there's no way to deny it. Um, They could not handle the pass versus San Francisco. We talked about this. It was going to be a trench game. It did not work out in Cleveland's favor, obviously, anyway whatsoever. Um, But even still, as bad as that first half was, it, it should have maybe been 14-10 Look, I mean, you know, Freddie, just defer. That's what everybody does. Just go with that part of it. We'll get to the defensive side of the ball here in a second. Obviously, the post game show, as you guys always know, is always brought to you by Packed Auto. Uh, so, your post game Lockdown Browns is sponsored by Packed auto, Packed auto Care Insurance. Here's the question I've always had um, Why do you always have to pay for your auto insurance when you're not always using it? We're in an era of Lyft, Uber, all that stuff, commuting, whether it's train, whatever, taxi. That's where PAC comes in. Download the PACT auto insurance app. It allows you the ability to check your rates, adjust your plan, or pause your car insurance. If you're not always using your car, you shouldn't always have to pay for your car insurance. So go ahead and whether it's Google, iPlay, I'm Google or iTunes. Go ahead and download the Packed Auto Insurance app and imagine the possibilities. You don't necessarily always have to pay for your car insurance. And that's where Pack comes in. And we thank them for the sponsorship of Locked on Browse. Pete, you take away the initial run from Brita, which obviously. Nothing – I mean, great play call. Uh, Kittle, uh, Jesnic. the blocking of it, fantastic play. Nothing there is anything that we spoke about. I mean, they did not much anything else. Obviously, Tevin Coleman got involved, and apparently, you know, once the breaks beat the boys, you end up on the wrong side of it. But nothing we told anybody on the pregame show. Jimmy Garoppolo, eh. You know – he, you know, they may be foreign. They're 4-0, the 49ers. There's no way around it. They don't have a quarterback. They've got a good running game. They, you know, they, the line beat the daylights. They whipped it. I'm not going to deny it in any way whatsoever. They won this game in every aspect. There's no doubt about it. But it wasn't a great showing from San Francisco as much as it was a really piss-poor showing from this
1: Browns defense. Um, run defense isn't good. They've got a lot of problems, and if we want to name names, we'll start with Sheldon Richardson. He has not been very good. Um, Boomer bust. He does. He does a yes. Yeah, the good way to put it. He does a lot of things well, but he does not like to make a pile when he gets driven back. He likes to fight and swim and whatever, and he turns. It seems things. like they
0: prefer Deverell Lawrence, and we're starting to see this tonight.
1: Uh, the other problem is. Mac Wilson is a rookie. He's a fifth-round rookie, and he looked like a fifth-round rookie. Um, and Kyle Shanahan found him, found him often, uh, targeted him. Once they located him, they kept going to it. Um, Mac Wilson does certain things well. Uh, I'm very unimpressed with how he took on a block by Kyle Juszczyk, um, on on one sweep. That's his play to make, and he was sort of content to get blocked. And, and Kyle checks a great player. Um, that's that's going to happen. But that's one of those plays you expect your linebackers sort of be able to make more of an impact. And he made it very easy to wash him down. He, he was caught out of position any number of other times. Um, and, and look, this is what happened. Kirksey, losing Kirksey was, was, was not great. Um, your next two guys up are rookies. And one of those rookies missed a bunch of time. Uh, with hamstring um, is back to special teams now. And the other is this kid who, who played one full season of college football and the game is going so fast around him. He has no idea what's going on. Um, And this is sort of what happens. Joe Schobert is fantastic. I don't think he played particularly well um, in in parts of this game, but again, Kyle Shanahan, one of the things he does as well as anyone uh, coaching football is he knows how to, Scheme to pick at whatever he feels the weakness is. Uh, that if it, you know if he wants to get somebody the ball, he knows how to get them the ball. Um, and, and in multiple situations, it was find a way to isolate Mac Wilson and just beat him. Uh, they did that with the running game. They did that with the passing game, and he got exposed. Um, you know, I think even that- second
0: touchdown reception. What do you do there if you Mac Wilson? You stone the living daylights out of him. He let Breeden dictate the situation. It was within the five yard of contact. Even still, draw the penalty. Knock his freaking head off. Don't let him run the choice route on you. Eliminate the choice route by stoning him.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's no question. Your, your first, your, your first shot should always be jam. Number, you know, in this case, probably number two. Um, usually a standard jam number two. Uh, if nothing else, you're slowing it down. If if it's not your responsibility to carry, um, you're slowing him down so he doesn't have a running start at the third level, in this case likely to Marius Randall. Um, and you, you sort of start there. Uh, again, the, the game is going so fast for him. And, you know, you had a team that got to sit there for two weeks preparing for this and they they saw it and they kept hitting it and it worked over and over again and it you know in some of those respects i think the defense looked worse than it actually is because he's so good at it at the same time for example like on that um that uh counter to george kittle uh yeah. the, the browns had chris smith head up maybe inside i i think he was head up over the tackle and nobody over the tight end and Christmas immediate, was immediately to cut inside. And then Kittle had the ball and suddenly he's got his, his right tackle and tight end in front of him with nobody there. And they go for 17 yards. And this is the first game where it felt like the Browns were beaten by alignment this season. It really felt like Kyle Shanahan in that respect, kicked Steve Wilkes' ass, which I never would have expected based on what Last Steve Wilkes has done to this point and what he's done specifically against Kyle Shanahan. Um, and and again, I, I think a lot of these things were sort of set in motion by by virtue of the schedule. But in that respect, yeah, there's no question that Kyle Shanahan beat the hell out of Steve Wilkes. And I expect Owned Steve them. Wilkes knows, knows it. So that's one of those other things that, that, that has to get fixed. Meanwhile, I think the Browns today really are ready to have Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams back. Um, And and that doesn't make some of the tackles they missed. In fact, that probably makes that situation work. But TJ Carey and Terrence Mitchell were getting beat just by speed and quickness and those type of things. And that is really where you want to have Ward and Greedy Williams. Um, It's going to be interesting to see if they play them against Seattle uh, or if they go ahead and wait for the bye week. Uh, you know, you can't, you
0: can't, you can't let these two young kids just go ahead against New England. You better hope they're ready for Seattle. They need a taste of something. They absolutely need it.
1: Right. And, and, you know, this is something Freddie's been hinting at, uh, but again, you're trying to, you know, stop a a bleed. So to, so to say, I mean, obviously it's it's not like it's some big winning streak or anything, but you still want to get your. You know, you want to get your, your your best starter on the hill, so to speak, to uh, you know stop the run, um, and and the Browns certainly want to have that. And I think and I think they hurt that. I, you know, Jermaine Whitehead was abysmal. Um, but, you know, he had he had a really nice game last week, but he's one of five. You know, the, the, every other game has been disastrous, um, and they continue to put him out there, including situations where he was single covering Kittle. Uh, and they just threw the ball to Kittle, and he would just shrug off tacklers, and it wasn't just Whitehead, but certainly Whitehead was among them. Um, you know, it was just not good on uh, on most any front, um, and, and it started with game plan and coaching, and it, it only proceeded to get worse in terms of execution and and what the LeBron had to do in order to win that game. I mean, it really looked like Miles Garrett and 10 other guys out there a lot of this game.
0: Um one of my biggest issues today was Pete, it seemed like this was the one game and it was so much of the anti-norm of last year was you know and look Chad Thomas, Sack, whatever, a little bit involved, Chris Smith, but it was so much of the reserve defensive lineman and early when this was still a game, like 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 why? Um If you want to get get blown out early, at least get blown out early playing your studs. And Chris Smith and Equale and uh, obviously Chad Thomas, way too much of those guys.
1: I don't have a problem rotating the defensive line. I don't have a problem rotating the defensive line early. I have a problem with playing Chris Smith. Um, I understand you're
0: going through. The story with Chris Smith, and I'm with you, with everything that's going on, What are we kidding? And look, nobody, and there's no Browns fan, anybody who watches this team can tell you that you're going to get it. You're not going to get a better effort from Jannar Avery than you're going to get from Chris Smith. Whatever the situation is, I feel bad for him. But I mean, if it's hurting the football team and it's, it's the bottom line of all of this,
1: that's where it is. He just, he's been awful. Uh, Just. He, he's wrong a lot, and when he's not wrong, he's still not able to make get the job done. Um, so, yeah, that that's a really you know that it seems like we're just completely deferring to the veteran because he he's supposed to know stuff, and he's supposed to be a little bit better at that at that type of thing. But he wasn't. He was genuinely awful, and he's been awful much of this season. Uh, even in the, in the Jets game, he was ordinary at best in a team in a game the Browns were more or less, you know, in total control of. So, you know, it, it's one of those things I, I don't understand why he made the team in the first place. Um, you know, I, I think uh, they had better options. Uh, they kept him, they kept Chad Thomas, obviously Chad Thomas, not just for a sec, congrats to him. Uh, but to, yeah, I think in that respect, they are playing somebody who is legitimately not as good as their, their best option. And and if he if it's not Gennard Avery, it just it has to be not Chris Smith. You know, it has to be whether that's more of Vernon and Garrett or whatever, it's it's, it's right now it's just it can't be Chris Smith. Yeah, it's,
0: it, it's just not working on that in that aspect. Um the secondary, um, I guess for the most part they did an okay job. Um there is no answer. I'm sorry, not no answer. There's really no rhyme or reason or anything of the 49 wide receiving core to this point, uh, Terrence Mitchell with a nice play on the pants breakup. But look, uh, greedy Denzel, we need you back because not everybody's going to throw out the weak semblance of a wide receiver core that the 49ers did. Uh, we're going to get to a couple more ads here, guys. Obviously, it's not guys, gals, not 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 promising after this, but we'll move on to Seattle shortly. Um, With this, Vivid Seats, make a memory that makes uh, that a less love time. And let the Vivid, Se- Vivid Seats app help you out with that. Whether it's Google or uh, Android, go ahead, download the app, enter the promo code, kick off, and receive $100 towards your, whether it's a concert, whether it's a game, whether it's a play, go ahead and use Vivid Seats he's going to hit you with the blue chew ad here and we'll start to put a close to this on a somber monday night loss in san fran
1: right uh this that certainly puts the blue and blue chew uh to go out and, <laughs> and get decked like this uh blue chew is the is like the color blue blue brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as Viagra and cl so you know they work You can take them anytime day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. which if I do my math right, was a little over three hours ago, uh, the opportunity (laughs) arose, and uh, they weren't ready for it. Uh, They'll take care of you in terms of uh, make it easy to get prescription, uh, discreet shipping, if that's what you want. Uh, So you can, do your best to take care of the spouse so the spouse can do their best to take care of you.
0: And we do thank the good folks over at Blue Chew. Use a promo code Lacton. Pete, one thing I will take away from this is, and we continue this, the rookie specialists, they're getting it done. Uh,
1: Jamie Gillen has been outstanding. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, he uh, shanked a punt or two in one game, uh, but he was a big reason the Bronze weren't out of his game for as long as they were. Um, he doesn't just kick the ball far. He kicks it high. Like, uh, I, you know, I hope the Browns don't ever have to play at Dallas because he'd be freaking denning the scoreboard. Uh, but uh, he's been great. Austin, Austin Seibert continues. You know, he only had the one kick. Uh, yeah, but he made it. He- so, uh, you, you, you know, that was a legitimate concern to have coming into the season. And, again, it, it just it doesn't, you know, if you're making a list of issues the team has, it's, nowhere, it's not on the list, whereas other things are, are, are creeping up the list that were not expected to uh, be on there. So, yeah, if Jimmy Gillen uh, has, you know, Austin Cybert was sort of expected he was to get the job by virtue of being drafted. Uh, but Jamie Gillen was taking a job from a very, very good punter in Britain Colquitt and has been fantastic. And man, uh, like the first punt, he puts him inside, you know, they, they puts him inside the 20 and they give up the touchdown, but there were like a couple others where, you know, he had what felt like 60 yard punts that, that gave the Browns an opportunity uh, to, to get in, to get back in the game, to take control of the game. And, they they refused but he uh he's a weapon right now and he's he's making a big difference and the coverage unit's um are great Javier Thomas. Thomas uh, obviously got the blocked kick um you know that you know, that that's where he gets his name there but uh he and Cadero Hodge although Cadero Hodge blew by the one return uh that went went a long way that wasn't good uh that yeah i mean they, they They have some things going well uh, in certain areas, but, yeah, obviously too many things uh, look awful right now to really appreciate it. So,
0: you know, you give your nickel and dime to the special teams, and it's always going to look worse when you're getting your butt kicked, but those guys are, you know, that that part of it is getting it done, and we always tell you, we we don't ever want to put any – lip service to it, but because uh, you want the offensive defense to get it done. But it just – it's a rough one, Pete. We had a little bit more higher expectations for today, and I was a little bit higher on this week as opposed to last week. Um, maybe you won this week in this aspect of it as far as the Niners. Um, it, we thought better. We figured we were going to see better. and. Did not, I guess. With that, Pete. I guess we're slowly moving on to Seattle.
1: Well, I mean, they don't have a choice. Uh, it's the you know, question now is, are they going to? Uh, is everybody who's on the team in this game going to move on with them? Um, I, you know, I, I'll be curious to see if you know they they don't uh, make a move in terms of you know cutting guys, signing guys, whatever. Um, but uh, you, you know, there's what what, I mean, what else can you possibly do if you're the Browns, but to move on to Seattle, you 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 you, you I mean there's you got Burying you're in this one, so it's either that or you you you, you cannot let the, the 49ers beat you twice. You just can't do it. So yeah, it becomes uh, rallying at home, uh, hopefully getting a little healthier. Be really nice to have Rashard Higgins back, uh, mm. and, it, and it, if that happens and they can finally get their first win at home, it's going to feel substantially better going into the bye week. But as I said, uh, I think the Browns will be fine if they get to the bye week two and four. It was always going to be a really difficult start to this season, uh, and and it lived up to it. Um, if they if they get to three and three, I would be thrilled. Um, they're going to end up playing downhill most the second part of the season. It does not – you know, that doesn't you – know, the, the goal still has to be to get better, but there are a few teams that, that can do what these teams are doing, and that's namely beating the crap out of your front uh, with dominant pass rushers, which they faced a lot early, uh, and then, you know, controlling the, controlling the line of scrimmage, forcing Baker Mayfield to make bad decisions. Uh, and that has been the trend. And, and that if he does not get better at that, that that is not going to go away. Uh, even if they do, you know, become successful and make the playoffs and those types of things, if they don't get that addressed, it does not, it, it's not going to get fixed. And that will be an issue that that, that sticks with him. In uh, the same way that it is it, right now is plaguing Jared Goff, even coming off the of Super Bowl. Um, that has to improve. He has to figure that part of the game out.
0: And it's weird to critique Baker, but that's, you know, I mean, this is where it all comes down to. And he is the, essentially the engine that makes this all go. We'll move on to Seattle. Um, Obviously one o'clock Sunday. Uh, this is Um, And for all of you, I get it. Uh, Pete and I feel the same way. We certainly expected a better showing here. Uh, For Pete Smith, all the work over at Browns Maven. Obviously part of Best Side now. I don't care. I don't want to hear any of the blah, blah, blah about it. Happy for Pete and everything that's going on there. At Brown, Browns, maybe on Twitter, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Go ahead and follow over there. Uh, Pete and his team are starting to put together some really great work. So go ahead and check it all out. The Lockdown Browns account, at Lockdown Browns, all over case. Always follow back account. DMs are always open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open over there. Uh, appreciate everybody for being along for the ride. Obviously, not the outcome any of us expected. It is what it is. There is 11 more to go. We know the second half is strong. Uh, rally the troops, so to speak, and get ready for Seattle and the bye. This has been your daily delivery. All things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.